Deep in the farthest recesses of the most distant jungle lies a city. A city populated by the most mysterious, terrifying, and downright grotesque denizens ever seen by mortal eye. Here, in the darkened corners of this cavernous locale, sits an ordinary, average brick building with an innocuous, ordinary, average, blinking neon sign which reads, On Air. It is here where each week, Seth Breedlove and Mark Matsky convene to discuss the greatest mysteries the world has ever known. Now, strap on your hiking boots, grab your trusty walking stick, and don't forget your machete as we begin our journey through Monsteropolis. This is Monsteropolis. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Seth Breedlove. I'm joined as always by my pal, Mark Matsky. Hello there and happy new year. Happy new year. We're here now. We did it. We can- <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, you know what? Honestly, 2020 ending, it's probably going to be like Cloverfield. It's just so yeah. 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 It was so, a great day. Yeah. Ba-boom. Boom. <laughs> um, what are we doing? I like that movie a lot, but I have to say I wish the monster was a little bit more conventional looking. Really? Yeah, hmm. I do. I mean, I love the movie. I love the found footage element of yeah. like seeing flashes of the creature and the little ones dropping off i'm a big tj miller fan so i love it just for that mm-hmm. but um i rewatched it not too long ago and it just depressed the heck out of me <laughs> so i haven't watched <laughs> i haven't watched it since um but i probably will because we're kind of getting ready for rougarou and the style mm-hmm. and we're, we're kind of attempting for that yeah one. um okay so this is part two of our year in review i think this is going to be more ufo centric very much so very centric to UFOs, yeah, much or UAP. Oh, as as they've now become known. <laughs> I was debating going off on a crotchety rant. Do it. No. I want to hear. No, I want to know. Are you? You don't like it? Well, I don't know. I think it's. I understand the reasons why people have moved to it, but I also get sort of crotchety when. Things are being renamed when we all know what they were to begin with. Well, the government wanted it renamed. <laughs> I see. They so, got to you. Yeah. When <laughs> Once the know. government officially classifies it as UAP, then everyone else toes the line. Get in line, man. Get in line. <laughs> Is it weird that, you know, like we the people that have, I think we may have talked about this at some point, but all the people that have for years been like, you can't trust the government. The, the minute the government starts talking about UFOs, everyone's like, oh, they're real. We, we now know. Yeah. We're, yeah. Like, isn't that kind of bizarre? We're acknowledging, yes, it is. We're yeah. validated now. That's the word. Yeah. Validation. Maybe Ryan says something to that effect and on the trail of UFOs. Mm-hmm. Someone had to have pointed that out. Yeah. I think it was Ryan. Mm. Um, so UFOs, the, the, it's been a weird year because I feel like UFOs are never not in in front of us in the major news media right now. And yet, I don't think it's anywhere near the level of hype that happened back in 2017 when the Nimitz stuff broke. Right? Like, wouldn't mm-hmm. you agree? Yeah. Um, 
just today and I guess in the last week, the big story is that the the bill, the COVID mm-hmm. bill, has somehow started a timetable of what, 180 days? 180 80? days. Yeah. 180 day timetable to disclosure. Correct. Now, I haven't looked into this because, frankly, it seems absurd. And I'm sure that there's a mistranslation of what's actually happening, mm-hmm. taking place here. Um, I have can screenshots. You? Yeah, yes. Please, please. I screenshotted it before it disappeared. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this was in the New York Post on December 29th. Headline is, as you stated, COVID-19 bill started a 180-day countdown for UFO disclosures. President Trump's signature Sunday on the $2.3 trillion COVID-19 relief and government funding bill started a 180-day countdown for the Pentagon and spy agencies to say what they know about UFOs. The provision received very little attention in part because it wasn't included in the text of the 5,593-page legislation, but as a committee comment attached the Annual Intelligence Authorization Act, which was rolled into the massive bill. The Senate Intelligence Committee, chaired by Senator Marco Rubio, said in the comment that it, quote, directs the Director of National Intelligence in consultation with the Secretary of Defense and the heads of such other agencies to submit a report within 180 days of the date of enactment of the act to the Congressional Intelligence and Armed Services Committees on Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. The report must address observed airborne objects that have not been identified and should include a detailed analysis of unidentified phenomena data collected by A, geospatial intelligence, B, signals intelligence, C, human intelligence, and D, measurement and signals intelligence, the committee said. The report must also contain a detailed analysis of data by the FBI, which was derived from investigations of intrusions of unidentified aerial phenomena data over restricted United States airspace, states airspace, and an assessment of whether this unidentified aerial phenomena activity may be attributed to one or more foreign adversaries. Former Pentagon legislative officials confirmed Tuesday to the publication, The Debrief, that the package begins to clock on UFO disclosures. And it continues on, but it's... Rubio's kind of behind that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And here's another name that pops up, uh, Chris Mellon. Yeah. Former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence told The Debrief that the newly enacted Intelligence Authorization Act incorporates the Senate Intelligence Committee's report language calling for an unclassified all-source report on the UAP phenomenon. This was accomplished in the joint explanatory statement accompanying the bill. Consequently, it's now fair to say that the request for an unclassified report on the UAP phenomenon enjoys the support of both parties in both houses of Congress, said Mellon, who's also a former staff director of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Assuming the executive branch honors this important request, the nation will at long last have an objective basis for assessing the validity of the issue and its national security implications. This is an extraordinary and long overdue opportunity. Mellon added, I'm hopeful the new administration will rigorously execute its oversight prerogatives because the concerns of the public and numerous U.S. military personnel have been ignored by a complacent national security bureaucracy for far too long. Mellon's tied into TTSA and all Mm -hmm. that. So, I I mean, like, this is also just broke, is that Luis Elizondo, maybe Mellon, and one other big 
TTSA person just left TTSA. Um, basically saying that the focus of TTSA tends to be more on entertainment and they're more interested in real world, you know, real world implications mm-hmm. um, and less on, on like the entertainment side of things. So they're apparently heading off to start their own kind of group mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, and TTSA, I guess, will start focusing more on like Tom DeLong's new directorial movie. He's making a movie. Uh, which is cool. That's mm-hmm. fine. I like Tom DeLonge's voice. <laughs> yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting to see that all this started with that Nimitz thing, right? Like that's mm-hmm. kind of where it all kicked off. Like we talked about yeah. this and on the trail of UFOs and that it's been in the media on a weekly basis ever since. Mm-hmm. And now we're to the point where they're talking about legitimate disc. Do you read this as disclosure? Cause that's the word that I'm getting. Everyone's talking about UFOs. This is the this is finally going to happen. In one hundred and eighty days, we're getting UFO disclosure. Yeah, that's a. I think that's an excellently phrased question. I don't think it's going to be disclosure. Yeah, I don't it's going to be data. I mm-hmm. think we'll get. Here's some weird things that were seen. Did you hear that ghost sneeze? Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, I don't. It will not be. Oh, by the way. Um, you know, Eisenhower had this meeting with with aliens. The intergalactic Space Command. Yeah, as much as I love that story and yeah. think it's amazing, I don't think it'll be that. I think it'll be far more mundane mm-hmm. than people are expecting. Mm-hmm. But having said that, it'll be I think it'll be real information. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be data points, but I don't know that it'll be spelled out in the way that, you know, the imagination would like to take that in do you think the space force is somehow tied into all this no idea i mean it's so weird that i've the sheer weirdness factor of space force says something to me but i'm not sure what it is the weird did you hear that they just announced like the name what they're calling yes and it's guardians yes that in itself is weird Mm mm-hmm what are you guarding us from, from outer space or yeah. from space or whatever the right. idea is here? Yeah. And also, are they all going to be like big bald guys? Like, cause it sounds like a comic book character and I yeah. just kind of like see right. like the watcher from Marvel, like <laughs> the guardians could kind of be like a bunch of bald dudes, real big heads. Yeah. And they could just kind of like float in space. The little ones could be like Drax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is gonna be great. I can't wait to see Marvel take over take over everything now, including our military. Um, yeah, I've been I've been watching all. Uh, the point I was making is it's mm-hmm. been interesting to see this cycle take place where we yes. started with Chris. We started with Tom DeLonge. We started with TTSA, and now these guys. It's three years later. These guys are basically at the precipice of what they set out to do, which is mainstream recognition of ufos as being a legitimate thing you know maybe they use the word threat a lot but i'm i'm just talking i mean like i still think there's people that don't understand ufos are real to begin with we've also talked at length about the fact that none of us have any idea what they are or Mm. but there are ufos like there is uap right we don't know what it is um so we're now to the point where they've they've gotten what they set out you know, they've, they've achieved the goal, I guess is what we're saying. And now that they've done that, they're all leaving the organization mm-hmm. that kind of like got, got this going. But I, at the same time, I'm assuming these three guys are probably the three guys that were responsible for 
for TTSA being at the forefront of all that to begin with. Mm-hmm. I think DeLong is really good at marketing and branding, and that's how they were able to get all of this off the ground. Speak one more thing, just to jump off of mm-hmm. what I was literally in the middle of talking about. <laughs> you mentioned the debrief. That's MJ Ben, ben uh, Benias mm-hmm. and um, uh, 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 I'm just gonna sit here and flick my fingers for a while until <laughs> you start singing. Uh, he was in a he was in on the trail of UFOs. I'm blanking the Brown Mountain Lights, um, Brown Mountain Lights episode. Why can't I? Ah, oh, this is awful. He's in the series, and I'm I can't. Anyway, it's their website. Oh, they, they, Micah Hanks. Micah Hanks, yeah. 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 Uh, and then one other person, but it, that's their website. So I thought it was kind of cool that that site's getting so much play because all those guys have had some mm-hmm. some connection to SDM for yeah. a while now. Um, but yeah, the the story that story is just so interesting to me because of the the fact that they're bailing on TTSA after mm-hmm. all this, and we kind of credit with TTSA with being responsible for where the subject is today to begin with, yeah. good or bad. And I thought one thing I wanted to bring up, and I just wanted to see your reaction or where you stand on this, but I feel like in 2017, you know, when that people first started to talk about Tic Tac UFOs and George Knapp was part of that too, um, to 2019 where the government or the military admitted that these are legitimate videos and so forth. Mm-hmm. I felt like, and this is just my impression, I will, I be the first to say I don't feel like I necessarily have my pulse, my finger on the pulse of ufology. media yeah. or even oh, okay. ufology, but like mass media even. Um, I felt like 2020, there was sort of a, 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 on the subject, there's kind of a shrug of the shoulders. You know, like, okay, we've gotten this admission late last year that these videos were real. And now, I mean, understandably, they were eclipsed by election coverage yes. and COVID. Yeah. So understandably, I mean, they, it wasn't above the fold. But News no, what, stories, you're, what you're saying is accurate because I've been saying even the Tic Tac videos and everything, when that was breaking, it was still, there's never been anyone that sort of claimed responsibility or, or offered an explanation as to why this is all secret. Mm-hmm. Like, and the thing that TTSA and that show the what's that show called the unidentified the unidentified is that the one Mm -hmm. it's a good show the first season was way better than the second season but um the thing that they keep saying is this is this could very likely be a threat to national security or a threat to our country right so is i is hiding everything and continuing to hide it is that just kind of like part of protect is that them attempting to protect us how does that i've never understood fully the cover-up of mm-hmm. of ufos yeah. um and it part it's part of part of that is what makes me think it's not alien like that's a large part of what what makes me think it's not mm-hmm. extraterrestrial life forms um is the fact that it is covered up to such an extent like it wouldn't wouldn't it be a greater national security threat if we knew china is flying mil- aircraft into our airspace that we can't stop or even understand Mm-hmm. Than if, like some life force is co- some life forms coming to Earth, and we have we we have no knowledge of it, or I don't know. To me, it seems like it'd be more of a danger to us if Putin's flying around in a Tie Fighter yeah. over <laughs> Iowa or something. With the dark saber. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it just has. It's been the policy of 
military and the government since at least the Cold War to cover up. And what seems to be lost in a strange way is the fact that they've at least reversed the center of the, the cover-up's theme, where in the past the cover-up was there's nothing, you know, debunk, essentially. To now, the, the, at least the admission has come out. There's things that we can't explain that we've seen and encountered and even have on video. That's a tremendous change. But I feel, and I feel like if this were the mid-late 60s, this would be all that the news media would talk about. Yeah. And now it's just not. It's, it's lost in the, like the static, or it's lost in just the, the 24-7 media cycle. It's there, but it's just one of many things. And it, I don't know. I, I just get this. I don't know what to make of it, except that it's, it feels more mundane than I ever imagined such news would. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what that's leading up to, if anything. Yeah. But if there's, you know, the, the disclosure-minded would suggest, I'm sure, that it's being made to feel mundane so that when the big one finally hits, there will be more acceptance than what we've always heard, which is if they did reveal these are real and there's, there, let's say there is an alien race behind it, that the world would flip out and lose its mind. Whereas I think at this point, it would be boring almost. It'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I really feel like that's where we're headed. It's nothing is regarded with that much amazement or wonder. You know, and this next point is probably more in line with like, um, I know we're not moving. We were probably not moving off that yet. But, yeah. but, but this has more to do with the news stories. But that, I mean, to me, this is more of a news story for the last three or four years, five years than it is just 2020. Mm-hmm. But um, the phenomenon is, is a movie by James Fox that came out one week, two weeks before the Mothman legacy, mm-hmm. which might be one of the reasons the Mothman legacy was kind of a flop. Um, our distributor put, um, let's just say a lot more oomph into marketing that because it's mm-hmm. the same distributor that, that distributed Mothman mm-hmm. legacy. But, um, you know, that kind of like clued me into the fact that this stuff, these this entertainment that we produce and that obviously James Fox's project is probably considered much more um, legit than something like the Mothman Legacy. But th- there's there's been a a seriousness maybe that has taken uh, that, that people take these documentaries with that maybe wasn't there in at a time like the seventies. If you think about the 1970s and the way people consumed paranormal media, Mm -hmm. it wasn't, I'm going here to get the truth. It was, here's a fun diversion, right? Am I wrong? Like, uh, like, no, I think it's escapist. Yeah. Like fun dime store paperback. Yeah. They were showing them at Mm drive-ins. Like I think just the way they were shown is proof of that. Mm Uh, whereas today the phenomenon was huge. It was on CNN. They were interviewing Fox on like every major media show out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not inc- when I I wasn't really including our stuff in this. I'm talking about things like the phenomenon, right. or um, as much as it pains me to say, something like Corbell's Lazard documentary. Mm-hmm. And and I actually have said I think Lazard that that documentary is far stronger than Skinwalker was, but um, I have to. Th- I have to think that that what is happening in our entertainment is 
it's interesting. Is is it a reflection of the way the world is, or is it a cause for you know? Is it mm-hmm. is it a cause or or a reflection of where we're at? Um, because something like unidentified, the the Tom DeLonge show, um, really is a, is a very well done, well made UFO documentary series that does not, to me. Uh, try to steer an audience in any one direction, really. I mean, obviously, they're coming at this in, from the standpoint of UFOs are real, but they're not trying to tell you they know what they are mm-hmm. either. Um, and and it, it's just that that show is on History Channel. On the other end of the spectrum, you have the insanity of something like Ancient Aliens. And, like, it's interesting to see the dichotomy from one to the other on the same network where, and I, and I feel like in the last year in 2020 late 2019 into 2020 mm-hmm. i've seen more of this realistic real world approach to paranormal content than we had been seeing mm-hmm. you know we've gone from mountain monsters and you know the the cartoonish kind of ridiculousness mm-hmm. of that show to something like the exp what is it expedition bigfoot or right. the expedition bigfoot mm-hmm. or something which is is yes it's reality tv and it's 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 they they're probably faking stuff at, at times and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But at the same time, the people on the show are not ridiculous. They're not, yeah. they're not necessarily There's no wink at the camera, right? They're not caricatures. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think finding Bigfoot's that way too. I don't think, you know, like, but at the same time they play up the personalities on yeah. finding Bigfoot to such an extent that it almost becomes cartoonish at times. So it's interesting just to see, us go from mountain monsters to something like expedition mm-hmm. Bigfoot or to see us go from ancient aliens to something like unidentified. Um, and, and then we've got phenomenon and we've got Bob Lazar, you know, the Bob Lazar documentary mm-hmm. by Corbell on the other end of the spectrum. You, you do have the kind of cultish uh, force behind Greer's stuff, like close encounters of the fifth kind and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and I have to believe that all of this is playing a role in society's acceptance of mm. these strange subjects mm-hmm. to the point, like you said, this whole UFO thing is almost mundane. Like maybe that's because you turn your TV on and the biggest shows on TV have a paranormal slant. Like even the fiction has a mm-hmm. picture has a very paranormal slant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with that. No. Because. Well, I think that's, it's reflective certainly. And you know, it's, it's cyclical too. I think like uh, movies such as Close Encounters of the Third Kind, um, you know, Spielberg just sort of took everything that was happening at the time and translated it onto the screen almost poetically. But I think that starts to set patterns in people's minds. You know, like here's here's who was on that big mothership. You know, it's these sort of soft gray <laughs> occupants, um, nothing to be afraid of, really. You know, whereas in the past, you know, in the 50s, it was flying saucers are invading the world. But aren't we kind of it. like in a way, I feel like the real world going back. Yeah, the that, real world that, narrative seems to be pushing the like the malevolent. Well, way. yeah. And I don't know how yeah, much. This, yeah. How much this has to do with it. But the information like in the report that we're talking about at the beginning, that's being generated by the military. That's who they're asking for the information from. And that's the only way that the military thinks is in terms of threats. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not set up for anything else except identifying threats and formulating plans to eliminate yeah. those threats. So we're Which is a, a good 
a good thing. Mark, I know you're like a hip hippie now. You've gone full hippie, but <laughs> but I mean, you're, we're stuck in that language because yeah. that's where it's coming from. Sure. That's the source of it. Mm-hmm. We haven't really. There is no other collection of data that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be. Yeah, but. the Air Force is the Air Force and the Navy, and that's who we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. The information being funneled through. Yeah. So I, the one thing I did. This was um, at this point. This is sort of trivial, but. What was interesting is that one of the um, pilots from the videos, so Commander David Fravor, mm-hmm. uh, he's a pilot of, of the gimbal footage. Yeah, you know he is of the opinion, and I think it's a very informed opinion that the acceleration in the video, if there was an occupant, if there's a human in that craft, they'd yeah, be crushed, liquefied. Yeah, yeah. So that what you're seeing has to be something that doesn't involve a person inside of it which opens the door to other speculation of course mm-hmm. um you know and there's the i'm fascinated by the little the aside that the navy applied for a patent in 2016 um it's gravity manipulating technology having to do with like an outer shell and then gas would be inside of the outer layer then there's another inside layer that could evidently i mean it people who know way more about this than I do suggests that it could move with great ease through air, space, and water. I was going to say, well, is water included? Yeah. Water is being, water, uh, this USO stuff keeps coming up. I mean, it's tied mm-hmm. in, the USO thing's tied into the mm-hmm. Tic Tac video to yeah. begin with. But there, there's supposedly a really f- convincing f- footage that hasn't been released yet, but it's out there. Maybe from the Navy or the Air Force mm-hmm. of of a giant triangle. Have you heard about this heard coming about up out of yeah. the water? Yeah. And I'm, I want to see that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> like, right, this is the thing. Yeah, exactly. And that would seem to um, because there's no obvious. I mean, there's it's tic tac shape, so there's no obvious wings, no obvious exhaust or propulsion system. Mm-hmm. So something else is making this go mm-hmm. through the air, and what that immediately puts in my mind are the black triangles because they fall into the same category right yeah yeah where there's no you know it's not like a death star where there's engines or um star destroyers you know where there's engines on the back and flames shooting out yes they're just these huge shapes moving silently through the air and i don't know I, i i find it quite intriguing to note that the navy applied for a patent in yeah 2016 that is for something that would be you know this so-called vacuum plasma bubble. And so what the author of the article I was looking at was saying was, you know, could could it be true that the Navy built and tested something before the patent was awarded? Well, of course they could yeah. if they wanted to. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think that it's interesting that it, there's a possibility that this could just be incredible tech that's being tested. Yeah. And it begs a lot of other questions. Such as why, you know, if it was why a Navy test. Why would they allow test, that yeah. to come out to begin with? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So, you know. But it, it's, I don't know, I, I sort of befuddled by the whole thing. I guess my, my basic point being, I would have thought it would have been a bigger deal than it was. Now, it had, from a news cycle standpoint, incredible competition. I mean, a worldwide pandemic in an election year, that stuff's going to get the headlines. Yeah. But this is, these are things that... Uh, continue to apparently be verified it just strikes me as something that um and and maybe now we're really hitting the gas pedal at the end of the year maybe it will 
get legs and become more of a, a cultural grabbing. We'll get cultural grab onto I don't this. Or something. Think so, I, yeah, I, I don't think so, man. I just don't think so because I think that, you know, I think we saw the phenomena. I keep going back to this, but it's pop culture and that's why like they're mm-hmm. movies and they, yeah, people are watching them, but it's not, it's like, there's this weird disconnect mm-hmm. that continues to happen. It's weird. It's, it's, this is reminding me of something we talked about on the other day with like ghosts, ghosts and people that claim to see ghosts mm-hmm. and how, like, if you think about the reality of seeing something that supposedly is like a dead person or whatever, walking around right. the emotional and mental impact that should have on us or you as a human being. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that actual real world. Like connect and like, I'm, it's, this is almost like a bigger version of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know where that comes from. All right. Can we get, can we talk about what we want to see from, um, do you have more that you want to talk about? No, not from? really. Okay. I mean, that was my major, my major couple of points. All right. What do we want to see from the paranormal in 2021? What do you, where do you want to see things headed? Like start with Bigfoot. What do you want to see come out with Bigfoot hoaxes? You want to see more hoaxes? I want to see, <laughs> I want to see more well-executed hoaxes. Yeah. Body in a freezer maybe. Yeah. Well, as far as Bigfoot is concerned, I think I would love to see more physical evidence. Um, I feel like that stuff has either been underreported or taken a back seat. And by physical evidence, I'm thinking mostly of casts and, uh, you know, I don't know what to make of the whole hair and DNA stuff, but um, I would like to see more of the footage that came out of that. Um, there's a, a BFRO FLIR video that came out this year that evidently was fairly compelling. Mm-hmm. I'd love to yeah, see. Yeah, we were in New York right. when that happened. Yeah, yeah, right, when that broke. Um, I'd like to, more of that. Do you know if I was someone that found Bigfoot evidence, I wouldn't put it out there. Like, I don't care. It, as so, like as someone who looks at YouTube comments all mm-hmm. day, every day, because I get notifications and I'm constantly deleting and removing comments, mm-hmm. No one's going to believe your stuff and you're just going to get berated for it to begin with. So like, I totally get why people don't put out yeah. evidence anymore. I get, I know what you're saying, mm-hmm. but my thing is like, if I was someone collecting evidence and I had something that I thought was legit, I don't think I would put it out there anyway. Right. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, understanding the climate, like you said, the, yeah. the blowback you would get. Yeah. That's understandable. Um, that how to hunt guy is going to like claim it's a, <laughs> It's a government plant yeah, or something. Sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, one fairly clear video would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Not just blatantly obvious of a man right. in a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that gave you at least a couple seconds worth of you know um, unblurry, fairly close up. I don't know. It's 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 an interesting question to consider because I don't know what um what would be required you know i i guess i've i've gone on record before as saying i'm not necessarily interested in proving the physical reality yeah. of these things yeah, yeah so i guess short of that i would say i would like <laughs> to have my own experience of seeing something mm-hmm. hearing something being close up to a uh, one of these creatures that was just unmistakably there's nothing else it could possibly be so that's a completely self-directed wish, but I guess that's 
That's what I'd you like to have do. that. I'd like to have that experience. Everyone yeah. who has one says, "No, you wouldn't." But yes, I would. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm in that camp too. Um, yeah, when it comes to Bigfoot, I would like I I want to see more come out of Area X. I feel mm. like Area X has been really quiet the last three three or four years. Like even before I went in there, mm-hmm. and I would like to see the NAWAC like pony up some more some more stuff because I know stuff's going on. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I guess, like I just said, like, why bother if all anyone's going to do is shoot it down? Right. You know, like. You think Olympic Project's probably in the Olympic same project boat. Project is in the same boat. Or hopefully we'll be with those guys in a few months. Um, yeah, I just, I, I'm, I want someone to, I want to see it proven, frankly, um, when it comes to Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so interesting what happens after that. But, um I would like to, yeah, I would like to have my own experience this year. I feel like we've had some trips where we had some stuff happen. Most notably, the most recent uh, on the trail of UFOs, dark sky shoot. Like we, we had wood knocks and everything happening in those woods near mm-hmm. faith mountain. I kind of want to go back to faith mountain just to camp, just to stay there and go yeah. see if we can have something happen. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'd like to have something happen when it comes to ufology. And I don't know. You know, ufology, I'm kind of a passive observer. I don't really have opinions and I'm not super, I don't care what happens as far as like, I, I'm inter- I'm interested. It's all interesting to me, but I'm, I'm very passive when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. I just kind of take it in and yeah. jump my mind and move on. I mean, now that this is at the level of, of Senate and Congress, I'm pretty interested to see how this plays out. If it does, if it goes anywhere, um, if it's just dropped, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, yeah, we'll see. Uh, again, I think what I'm what I'm interested in is uh, putting myself in positions where you're just uh, something would happen. Yeah, yeah, you're observing the night sky. I mean, I think that's a good goal in itself, and I think we've done a a, a decent job of putting ourselves in positions where we're at least at the right place. At the right place, yeah. Um, just continue to do that. Um, all right. Well, I think we've wrapped up. Are we done? One more thing. One more thing. Yeah. Just as, uh, you know, I think I just wanted to acknowledge that in 20, the year 2020, we lost an unsung hero in the Bigfoot world. And that was Ohio's own Tom Page. And I think on further review, I think we could do a whole show on Tom Page, Mm. what he was involved in, but essentially he was a, self-made millionaire who helped bankroll some important searches for Bigfoot, uh, including direct involvement with Roger Patterson. And is it, I didn't talk with him, but I met him. I was going to say I met him. Yeah. And wish now in retrospect that I would have known more about him and where he's located because, you know, I live now in a community that neighbors where he lived. I don't know how conversational he was in his later years but um you know what one of the buckeye states own was very quietly um hugely supportive of the classic search for sasquatch Mm -hmm. so i just wanted to acknowledge that he did pass away january 23rd 2020 and uh, was a successful real estate developer home builder throughout lake county ohio and i think i'd like to i'd like to get into his story on a later episode yeah yeah we we obc was that the year we premiered minerva that we would have met him either that year or the 
year immediately following. Okay. I'm not sure which one. It wouldn't have been the year following because okay. I wasn't there. Okay. So it could have been the it had year to have been before. It wasn't the year before because you and I sat downstairs and I was eating when he talked. Okay. It was the year they did the buffet upstairs. Oh, right. And you and I, the year we met was order at your table downstairs. <laughs> this is all in my head. Like, well, that was the first year. Okay. We met in 2014 though. Yeah. So, so 2015 would be Minerva. Okay. Then so it's the year to, Minerva. Yeah. yeah. We got to the bottom of this on the yep. show. Exactly. Two old guys. Two old figuring guys it figuring out. it out together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we got a lot more coming from Monsteropolis. Who knows what's going to happen before the 2021's over. But um, we're thankful for all the listeners, everyone that checks the show out. Definitely a happy new year to everybody. Um, if you're in squad, watch the show. Listen to the show. If you're not in squad, join. You can watch On the Trail of Hauntings, which is probably out now, right? It's out tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, it's out yeah. tomorrow if you're listening to this. Nice. No, it's out. Yes, it's out today when you're listening to this. This is always drops wow. on Friday, so you sh- this should be out. On the Trail of Haunting should be out. Um, Get ready for the Kickstarter. Kickstarter February 4th. All right. And the best thing about this, so if you are you have no intention of backing the Kickstarter, you couldn't care less, that's fine. Uh, we're going to do a live, the live uh, rap, um, what do we Launch call it? Party. Launch party. Um and that will be live on YouTube this year, which will be great. I can't yeah. wait to hit that mute button every five seconds. <laughs> but it'll be live on YouTube and Facebook on multiple, you know, all those platforms. You can hop on and interact with us. And we're, we do giveaways and everything, too. Mm-hmm. So, All right, that does it, guys. Thanks for listening. Monsteropolis is proudly presented on Wadsworth Community Radio 97.1 FM or streaming live at wadsworthcommunityradio.com. It is proudly underwritten by Thurber's Jewelers on the Square in downtown Wadsworth. Wadsworth.